0: Welcome to Closer Than You Think. I am Mark Scott. I have been an ordained pastor, youth leader, public school educator, and volunteer mentor in the juvenile justice system. I have served at every level of pre-K through 12 public education in multiple roles, including teacher, assistant principal, and principal, and I am a published author. Most importantly, in addition to all of my experience, I am dad to two daughters and I have seen the enormous influence that religious and educational institutions have on people firsthand. Much of my life's work is aimed at reforming and simplifying the systems of church and school to positively impact the next generation. I want to help people to find simpler, freer ways to authentic faith and learning, because I believe God is closer than you think. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for joining us. This is Mark Scott and Closer Than You Think. I have a special guest here with us today, and it is Caitlin. And um, she's in her early 20s, and um, we'll get a chance as we talk to hear more from her as far as introduction, if she wants to give us any background or information on that. Um, Caitlin, if you just want to say hi.
1: Hi, um, my name's Caitlin. Uh, I am 23, almost 24. Um yeah, born and raised in Austin. Um yeah, currently I'm a nanny. That's my job. So um, but yeah, kind of what I do.
0: (laughs) Perfect, perfect. We also have another special person with us today, and that is Presley. (laughs) Presley, do you want to say hi?
2: Hi, I'm Presley. I'm Mark Scott's daughter, and I (laughs) have also you didn't have to identify. I have also been born and raised in Austin and currently I'm in college going into my senior year.
0: Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So um, I want to share a quote that I came across recently and it's it says it's from Margaret Wheatley and it says, I believe we can change the world if we start listening to one another again. Simple, honest, human conversation, simple, truthful conversation where we each have a chance to speak, we each feel heard, and we each listen well. That's kind of the idea going into this, is I want to take a posture of listening and really learn from you. The main question, the main topic uh, for this episode is voice, and the idea of how people find their voice. Um, Taking a spiritual turn, we'll talk also about is there such a thing as a divine voice or God's voice uh, a little bit. I will be up front and just say that I believe God does speak to us and speak through us and you'll kind of have a chance to flesh out what you think about that as we go along and whether you agree or disagree. Um, but, but we'll work our way up to that more than anything. Like I said, I want this to be a chance for, um, to hear your voice and to learn from you and really so that you can speak on behalf of your age group. And when, and, from your setting, from your background specifically. I know you're not speaking on behalf of uh, everybody that's 23 across the world or anything like that, but um, so just want to be curious and seek to understand as we, as we go along here. So thank you so much for being with us and we're going to dive in now. So let me just ask you, have you heard that idea, that phrase of people talking about finding their voice or finding your voice? And if so, what have you heard it mean to other people and, and what does it mean to you?
1: yeah I mean I feel like I've just heard that like all my life just like people talking about that and using it in different ways um I feel like I've heard it definitely in the church setting and then also in more of like a secular like setting whether that's like school or just like out and about um and I feel like I guess I'll start with like the church one with in church I feel like when people would say like finding your voice I think they would typically um, kind of say like oh finding your voice but like what does god want you to do kind of like with mm. your voice um and then kind of outside of that it was kind of like well what do you want to do for yourself you know like what is something that you feel like you can kind of do that can make the world a better place or you know, that oh. kind, of, kind of like so yeah
0: so like in um, ch- sorry to interrupt you so like in no, church no, fine, yeah. it, it was what does God want you to do? And then outside of church, it was like, now what do you want to do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's kind of how I feel like it was um, kind of split, I guess, Um, different, different ways of what people thought that meant. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Presley at any time during the conversation (laughs) you can uh, jump in or if if something resonates with you, especially, or you, you, or even want to push back on something uh, that works. (laughs) Um, where do you feel like you are, Caitlin, in the process of finding your voice?
1: Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> and, and I feel like, yeah.
0: What, what helps, helps you specifically? What, what would help you find your voice and what are the barriers that kind of stand in the way of that, uh, yeah. for you I mean, or I, for people, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel like that's, that's like a good question to kind of start it out is, um, For me, I think it's really important about, like, with the kind of group that you have surrounding you. um, I feel like that's kind of been something where I've been able to determine, like, where I've personally found my own voice and just kind of being more outspoken. I think when I was kind of surrounded by people who were just more closed-minded and were more like negative, or only thought certain ways, I feel like it was harder for me to kind of use my own voice. Like I felt more meek, I felt not as confident in what I had to say. But when I kind of branched out, and I kind of found my own group of people that listened to me and, you know, really took with what I had to say. And like, was like, hey, that's really important. Hey, what you just said, that helped me or, you know, whatever it was, that was How I found my voice was making sure that I'm around people who, you know, help me feel confident in what I'm saying, but also like are very open-minded. So I feel like that's kind of what's helped me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, that's good. That's good. I'm I'm processing. Uh, So along those lines, then you think it is possible then to help other people find their voice? Like that can be a, almost a collaborative effort.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like even too, like with my own friends, how I've seen them kind of just st- where I've seen them start. And they were either whether it was they were more meek or whatever it was, and then them kind of flourish into this more um, like, uh, oh, wow, I just had like a brain fog moment. Um <laughs> into um a more like confident person uh i think that's also just like that was really beautiful for me to kind of witness um Mm. and i think it's just yeah like your support system i feel like that's kind of what i'm trying to emphasize your support system is really important and um you finding your voice i feel like it's harder when you don't have a good support system um
0: yeah so (laughs) what what um what part of that journey or that process do you have to own yourself? Like if people can help you with it or, or you can help other people with it. um, Is it completely like collaborative or is there a part of it that you have to own for yourself?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I definitely think that you have to do the work yourself. I think that you have to, I mean like it's nice it's good to have good company and to have people who support you but I think ultimately like it's kind of like how people say like you have to love yourself you know before Mm -hmm. you can love somebody else I think that's Mm -hmm. the same with like feeling confident I think you have to feel confident within yourself and like believe that what you're saying is what you believe you know um and not just kind of like maybe copy what other people have told you or, you know, made you think certain things just because, you know, that's what they thought, you know, I think that it is important to kind of go on that self journey, and kind of say, you know what, I don't agree with these things. I agree with this, you know, I used to believe in this, but now I believe in this, you know, I I think it is good to obviously be that, like have that independence, you know, yeah, um, yeah.
2: with your own journey.
0: Yeah. Uh, Presley, is this making you think anything or have any questions?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to this kind of goes with the points made before. But when you first said, like, where have you heard like the voice comment? I am surprised. But my first thought was like politics and like taking a political standpoint on it, which like really did surprise me. Um, But I feel like at least in my generation, like the past few years, especially like finding your voice is associated with like finding what you believe in, which all which doesn't have to be political, but that's just where my mind took it, I guess. Um, yeah. but also with that, you do have to have like a personal belief. But I think especially with social media, finding your voice could also be like tagging on to more popular trends. And so then, like, that's where like the community aspect of it comes in, but from a social media point you're trying to decipher like what's genuine and not. So I don't know. That's kind of how I took it for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I would agree with that as well. Yeah. So
0: let's take that tangent (laughs) for just a second about social media. Uh, So how does, how does social media help or hinder this process of of a person finding their voice Mm -hmm. for either one of you?
1: I think that you can be easily influenced by social media. And I think that, I mean, I've like caught myself, like (laughs) there'd be like just random drama, let's say like with celebrities, right? And then I'd go outside in the real world and talk to people about it and they would have no idea what I'm talking about. It's just like stuff like that, you know, or you believing hopping on some kind of hate train with somebody who's in that world, right? And you believe what's being said, but you don't actually like know the full story, you know? I think that's, that's such a huge thing and like cancel culture and like, just all of that. I think that it's, everyone is kind of, there's a term that people say and it's like, oh, you're like socially on, like you're um, not socially online, you're, um, Presley, you probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's something online, you're, oh, chronically <laughs> online, chronically oh. online, that's what people say. Um, and like, I think that's very real. I think a lot of us are chronically online. And um, so I think that's probably what is like the if I had to put like a negative aspect of social media and just anything that goes with that, I would say that is one of the biggest like negative impacts is that we are very easily influenced by what we see on social media. Like we think that is reality. We think that is how everyone is, you know,
2: Um, and it's not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think the problem I have with social media in the sense of like finding your voice and sharing mm-hmm. like heavy topics is that you only get a snippet of it and people will like repost or like tag this or send it to you. And it's just like a quote from something so much deeper and like they're not understanding the full meaning. And so yeah. like things are just taken out of context and then completely just blown up. And so yeah. that's what I don't like about it is there's less of a... I guess realness for lack of a better mm-hmm. word to it. Yeah. Um, there's not as much depth. So people I don't know, like if them posting certain quotes or sayings or like stances is like if they're really understanding like what it originated from or you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Agree
0: and it's designed that. that way, right? I mean it's like based off of algorithms yeah. and formulas that yeah. set it up so that you keep hearing or seeing certain things mostly with people that agree with you. So it kind of creates echo chambers and um, all of that. That's interesting. That's interesting. Caitlin, what um, do you want to use your voice for? What do you want to accomplish with your voice?
1: Yeah. I think that my biggest thing is just being kind. I think that there's a lot of unkind people in the world. (laughs) Um, And I feel like that's kind of like my goal. That's, I mean, I don't really, I know I'm not going to necessarily like change the world, you know, Um, but like, I feel like I can probably be, you know, a good impact on the people that I'm around, you know, like I can use my voice to be like a good, kind, loving person. Um, you know, someone who's a good listener, someone who's like loyal, you know, um, and I feel like that's what's important to me. I, I'm not, you know, um, interested in trying to like gain the approval of the world, you know, um, I'm kind of just interested in like where my heart's at and like what I would like to do and, um, kind of just, yeah, like be a nice loving person to people because I, I just know that there's a lot of people that struggle. And I think a lot of people, even though I, I mean, it's kind of getting a little off topic, but like, let's say like mental illness, right? Like that's a really big thing nowadays. And I feel like it's, it's good that we're having a lot of those conversations. Um, mm-hmm. Cause before I feel like it was very stigmatized and um, you know, there was just a lot of um, misunderstanding when it came to that stuff. And so I feel like as I've grown up, I've just, Witness more and more people that I've personally known that have, like struggled with things, and so I've I've just kind of always had a heart for like helping people, and you know, trying to um, be like a good supporter of people who go through things, and kind of supporting them on that journey of doing what they can to kind of help themselves. So, kind of what, kind of what I'm gonna do. <laughs>
0: That's great! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So let me ask you, you brought it up earlier. You mentioned, uh, school, you mentioned church, um, Mm -hmm. as those looking at those things now as kind of influential factors and somebody finding their voice and, and all of that. Um, I did just to preface this, to set up this question about school. First of all, there was a survey that was done by Pearson foundation. It was called the, my voice survey, and they surveyed students in grades six through 12, And it was 56,877 participants in this survey. So a huge survey. Um, And they found that 46% of students felt like they had some voice in decision-making at their school. Like the stuff that was being done, they had some voice in that. So less than half. Um, And then 52% felt that teachers were willing to learn from their students. So again, about half of the students didn't really feel like they had much voice or agency uh, in their school settings, and and then about half did. How did your experience in school systems affect your journey in this this regard?
1: Yeah, um, well, I would say my school experience was kind of unique. I've kind of been in pretty much like everything, like (laughs) private, homeschool, and then public school. Uh, so I guess I'll start with private. Um, private school, I mean, I Pri- private school is a little, like, they're very structured. They <laughs> they have their own way of thinking, you know. Um, so I feel like if it was any other kind of uh, belief, for instance, or anything that was maybe outside of what they believed, I don't think they were always as open to hearing it. Um, okay. That's just my own personal thought. Sure. Um, <laughs> and then homeschool. I'm not going to even go there because that's not really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You can leave that one alone.
1: It was, it was, yeah. It was, yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> in public school. I would say that they, I would probably say like in the middle with that, with public school, I think that they tried their best um, to kind of hear their students. And, um, you know, especially with like bullying, you know, like how there's like really big campaigns in public schools with bullying and, you know, mm. you know, be kind. And there was like a certain one that it was called, but I don't remember now, but um, you know, they're really big on that. And I, for one, I'm lucky that I, from what I saw at my school, that really wasn't a thing. Like everyone was pretty nice to everyone. Um, And so I was really fortunate to kind of go to a school like that because I was a little nervous. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't wanna have to see like people getting picked on. That would make me sad, Um, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like as far as, yeah, finding finding your voice in like a public school, for instance, um, I feel like you definitely could. Um, I think everyone kind of did you know um because everyone kind of had their own thing
0: that they were
1: good at Mm -hmm. um and they found that family I mean I kind of like I was in choir so I considered people in my choir like my family um and that's where I found my voice uh literally (laughs) (laughs) um so um but uh yeah I mean I would I would say that for the most part they they did listen um And they definitely tried as, you know, if things were ever bad or, you know, mental health was a really like big issue when I was in public school. And, um, you know, we had a few kids that like passed away and that was really hard. But I think that when those things were happening, the school definitely did what they could to try to help that and to try to have that conversation with us and, um, definitely tried to implement it as like a regular thing like um as school kind of went on you know um so yeah but it was in the middle i would say in the middle
0: <laughs> all right but, yeah <laughs> how about the how about the church side of things re- re- religious institutions yeah. um how did that affect yeah. you in your journey of finding your voice
2: Can i something really quick about the schools? oh yeah yeah sure I think where I, I went to public school and then I'm at a private college. And I think the biggest difference I've noticed is public schools, like your teachers seem like they're willing to, but because it's public, they can't really stand for anything because they have to yeah. be open and supportive of, of everything. And so like, while if you got to know a teacher a little better, like maybe in some side conversations, they would maybe open up and stand for things and like, you could, uh, just share more about like your true beliefs with them in a like whole setting I think they had to keep it pretty like neutral and so that was um like they can hear you but they can't really confirm or like deny what you're saying whereas at a private school they're very open about what the school stands for and it's a Christian private school and so all of them have like just talked about their Christian journey like day one of class and like there's no problem because it's like what the university was founded on so I think that's a big difference okay sorry yeah
0: okay no
2: yeah that's good I mean that's fair yeah um okay sorry with the
1: church
0: yeah from your experience <laughs>
1: um yeah um so <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Okay. So I don't know, like growing up go, like I went to church pretty much like all my life. until I was like 18 (laughs) Um, and I, it was kind of more of like a kind of had to do it, like had to go, had to be there. It wasn't necessarily something that I felt like, like I was necessarily like believing everything or agreeing with everything. And so I feel like that was kind of difficult, like being in a structured church, right? Where it's like, if you were to say anything that goes against the Bible, or maybe you just don't believe certain things, right? Um, it would be like, they would all look at you. You know, it'd be like a, it, it was not a very like, at least for my experience, the churches I went to, it was not like a open discussion you could have really. It was kind of more of like, well, you're wrong, because the Bible said this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was kind of it. So I feel like for me, I, the church, being in the church, I feel like it made me a little more of like a meek person. Like I was not as confident with what I was thinking about like just certain things um, and believing with certain things. Um, but then kind of when I stepped away from that, it was a lot easier for me to kind of just be like, okay, Wow. <laughs> like there are you know there's another something outside of that you know um and it's okay <laughs> so yeah it's kind of kind of my, my thought process with that so.
0: okay that's that's good thanks, thanks for <laughs> and sorry yeah, that kind of yeah, yeah. that kind of put you on the spot a little bit um, no
1: no that's fine
0: with that's that fine. yeah um And, and we're, this, this may be the last question. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but so now speaking on those terms and you, and you said you kind of stepped outside of that and found that it was okay. Like you found other things. So what do you think now in terms of, is there a divine voice? Does there, is there, does God have a voice? Um, and I don't know, maybe that's even a leading question, but just <laughs> what what are you thinking or, or wondering now at this stage of yeah, your
1: life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely, like, I believe in God, but as far as, like, everything else, I'm, I'm not, I, I guess I would say, like, I'm not religious, um, and that to me is my own personal thought process with that. I don't think you need to be religious to believe mm. in God. Um, and kind of believe certain rules and believe certain things like politically. Right. I I feel like a lot of stuff nowadays has become very political. Um, and I think that with what my political stance is, the church doesn't agree with it and that's fine. I don't really care. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I mean, I believe there is a, you know, I think God can talk to you. I think God is definitely, um, saved me from certain like periods in my life. And I think that he's definitely um kind of kept me from like bad things happening to me maybe um for sure. But I, I'm kind of in the middle with it though. Like I, I think there's like something that I've kind of always heard like growing up is like, um you know, like, oh, you didn't do these things. Like God did these things for you. And while I agree that you can, Like, thank God for the things that you've gotten or things you've had or whatever. I also believe that it's important to also like appreciate the work you've done to get there. Because I do think that we should also be giving ourselves like a pat on the back, you know, Um, because I feel like it can just be a little, at least for me personally, like self esteem, like, I don't think that it's good to just act like, oh, well, I did none of this to get to where I'm at. Like, it's only God. You know, like, I, I just feel like that's not really good for like, yeah, like your own way of thinking and like self-love and like um, strength, I guess, as a person. Um, Yeah, kind of like where I'm at. <laughs> that's cool.
0: That's cool. Thanks for yeah. sharing that. I was I was making a note yeah. while, you were, while you were talking about um, I'm learning more about how the Bible actually was put together and how it came to be and things like that. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that's really interesting is just how much it was a human process. Like, um, there's a kind of, I think a belief that I used to have, even to some extent that God just kind of dropped it out of the sky and like, here's what everybody's (laughs) supposed to believe and follow and and things like that. (laughs) And the human process of that is actually so integral to understanding it. And, um, so I think like what you were talking about, just giving thanks to God for the things he's doing, but realizing that he's working through you and working through people and that mm. there's a lot of talent and skill and intellect yeah. that he's given to you to, mm. to do those things. Um that's mm. that's pretty cool. Okay, last yeah. question here. Um, because <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up. We've got about a minute or so here. Um <laughs> what? Oh man, no, I want uh okay, let me just do this. Well, maybe you can do kind of a rapid fire, rapid fire. On yeah. This.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
0: okay. this is your chance. This is your chance, Caitlin, to use your voice. You get okay. to speak on behalf of your whole generation and say to parents and caretakers and pastors and all of them, uh, and you can pick one of these if you want, what would okay. you tell them to start doing that they're not, or what would you tell them to stop doing that they are, or what would you tell them to keep doing? Start, stop, or keep. You can pick any one of those. What would start. be your quick start. advice?
1: I would say start listening. Hmm. Um, I think that the older generations, they, you know, they're kind of they're very narrow minded. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, and I think that they have, they're kind of stuck in their ways. And so I would say start listening to different opinions around you. Start listening to different ideas different beliefs um because i think that in the end we're human we all uh can actually relate to each other a lot more when we start listening um and we realize that we do have a lot in common despite it being like a certain belief or whatever it is you know um yeah i would say that
0: perfect (laughs) that was beautifully said that's like the perfect (laughs) note to end on (laughs) so um, i appreciate that very much and i may have to like have you back again and have a
1: further conversation about other things (laughs) as well yeah i'd love to be on it again
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you caitlin thank you presley and i hope you have a great rest of your day
1: yeah y'all too thank you (laughs)
0: Thank you for taking the time to join us today. It means a lot to me, and I appreciate any way you can support this podcast and promote our other resources. If you like today's episode, please share it with a friend. Subscribe on Substack to get full access to the newsletter and website for all articles, posts, and episodes at closerthanyouthink.substack.com. There you will find a kit, K-I-T, offering knowledge for your head, inspiration for your heart, and tools for your hands. In order to help you construct or reconstruct a vibrant faith grounded in freedom in Christ that is worth passing on to the next generation, follow me on Twitter at Mark J Scott. That's M A R C J S C O T T. On Instagram at closerthanyouthink underscore one one four, and on our new Facebook page at closer than you think. Finally, you can buy my book. You don't have to do that. For a discounted price directly from the publisher at outskirtspress.com forward slash you don't have to do that, or find it anywhere books are sold. Thanks so much, have a blessed day, and act with grace and simplify faith.